Welcome to Verse by Verse, the teaching ministry of Pastor John Reed from Calvary Chapel, Northwest Reno. You'll want to grab your Bible and follow along, verse by verse, with Pastor John. What could it mean? You know, I'm in charge of the cup. I'm in charge of the Pharaoh's wine. I protect his drink and his food, and I'm the royal taster because people want to knock off the Pharaoh and poison him. So it's my job to protect his very life. And so the grapes, you know, uh, ripened, and I squeezed them into Pharaoh's cup. I just so happened to be holding his cup, and then I passed the cup to Pharaoh's hand. Now what I observe in this dream is he's a good worker. He is doing his job as protector of Pharaoh. His job is to oversee the process, right? He actually makes the wine, oversees that it's not contaminated or poisoned, and it goes from beginning to end. He is being a wise steward and protecting the Pharaoh and personally handing the cup to Pharaoh. He's doing a good job. That's his purpose. Don't allow poison to touch the lips of Pharaoh. Verse 12. Then Joseph said to him, this is the interpretation of it. The three branches are three days. Verse 13. Within three more days, Pharaoh will lift up your head and restore you to your office. And you will put Pharaoh's cup into his hand according to your former custom when you were his cup bearer. Good news. You're going to be sprung from this jail. You're going to be restored to your powerful, important, rich job. You're going to be the Pharaoh's cupbearer again. You're going to taste his wines and protect him from poison. It's only three days away. Your job's coming back. I remember in my 20s during the recession, I had lost my job in banking and no one was hiring and for a year I struggled trying to get back into my uh, career and I was so down and so depressed not having money losing everything and I went to a Bible study never been to before people I'd never seen and this woman came up to me and said I have a word from the Lord. God has spoken to me, and he has a secret he wants me to tell you. And I'm thinking, I don't know you. What is this you know? Okay, what is it? And, and she said, it's really strange. I, I don't understand it. But God told me that very quickly a job is going to come. And, and he's told me you're down and you're depressed and it has to do with your job and your income. And he says, don't worry, the job's coming quickly. And then she looked at me and she said, does that make any sense to you? <laughs> Praise the Lord. And you know what? The dream came true. The prophecy from the Lord was real. And God fulfilled it. And I got a dream job back in the bank working for a regional manager higher than ever before, higher position. 
God's dreams do come true for his children. Good news, your job is coming back. Verse 14. Only keep me in mind when it goes well with you, and please do me a kindness by mentioning me to Pharaoh and get me out of this house, get me out of this prison. <laughs> I'm innocent, right? This is crazy. I need someone on the outside. Have you been there? For I was in fact kidnapped from the land of the Hebrews, Canaan. And even here I have done nothing that they should put me into the dungeon. I'm innocent. Now, being from prison ministry background, jails, juvenile halls, the inmates always tell me, Pastor John, I'm innocent. I didn't do anything wrong. I shouldn't be in here. Yeah, everybody's innocent, right? <laughs> but Joseph is really innocent. We know his story. He's been pure and holy to the Lord. He's done no wrong. He's been falsely kidnapped by his brothers, thrown in the pit, sold to Egypt. He's been falsely accused of rape by Potiphar's wife. He is truly innocent of these charges. The kidnapping of J.C. Dugard, the 11-year-old girl who was snatched off the streets of California, held captive in a backyard in Antioch for 18 years. Her kidnapper forced her to have two children with him. Eventually, you know the story, she was freed. But can you imagine forced captivity, being kidnapped as a child, being a human slave? Still happens. Cries from the dungeon, get me out of here. The baker's nightmare revealed. It's not just a dream, but actually we will find out it becomes a living nightmare. Verse 16, when the chief baker saw that he had interpreted favorably, he said to Joseph, I also saw in my dream, and behold, there were three baskets of white bread on my head. Wow, you gave him a good interpretation. And I had a dream too the same night, and you're going to give me a good interpretation, right? And, and he had three branches, but I had three baskets, because you know, I'm the baker, and I would stack those baskets one on top of another and carry them on my head. Beautiful breads and pastries that I'd made for the Pharaoh to bring to him to eat. That's kind of my job, right? Verse 17, and in the top basket, there were some of all sorts of baked food for Pharaoh, and the birds were eating them out of the basket on my head, I couldn't keep them off. I mean, those baskets are stacked so high on your head, and I'm doing the balancing act, right? That's, they carry stuff on their head, the ancients. And the best had all oh, those 
favorite pastries of the Pharaoh. He loves those. But the birds were swooping down and eating them and pulling them away, and I couldn't stop them. Well, in my opinion, I think you're kind of a bad baker. <laughs> you're not doing your job. You're supposed to protect the Pharaoh from contamination. You're supposed to protect his food and give him his favorites, and you're letting the rodents and the rats and the birds get Pharaoh's food? That's not a good job. I fear for your safety. Verse 18. Then Joseph answered and said, This is its interpretation. The three baskets are three days. Within three more days, Pharaoh will lift up your head. Do you see this expression, this idiom? It's used twice. The first one he says, Pharaoh will lift up your head. Oh, Pharaoh's going to lift up your head. Ooh, but in a bad way. It's like, don't lose your head over it, you know. You are going to lose your head. Pharaoh will lift up your head from you and will hang you on a tree. And the birds will eat your flesh off you. Joseph doesn't pull any punches. He's very honest and real. He's very straightforward and to the point. In three days, your doom will come. Pharaoh is going to hang you from the gallows. He's going to string you up. And your dead corpse will hang. And the vultures will feed on you. And you will become bird food. <laughs> That's gruesome. What? Pirates of the Caribbean. And you see the guy hanging and the birds eating out his eyes. You know, gruesome. What was the movie? The Birds. Remember the birds, that old movie? And the children are running from school and the birds are attacking them and they're blinding them and getting in their hair. The vicious scavenger birds. It is a nightmare that will come true. God can give you a dream. Or God can give you a nightmare. God has the power to change your nightmare into a dream. God's dreams will come true. Verse 20. Thus it came about on the third day, which was Pharaoh's birthday. Oh, Pharaoh's having a great birthday party and we're free and he needs us to serve at his party. Maybe he'll give us some gifts. Yes? Be careful. What was it? Uh, Herod the Tetrarch, on his birthday, he sent for John the Baptist. And on Herod's birthday, John the Baptist lost his head and he was beheaded as a birthday gift to the dancer, if you know the story. So it was Pharaoh's birthday that he made a feast for all his servants. You know, when you have a birthday party, you want to have birthday entertainment, right? Maybe you have someone come as a music DJ and he plays music and everybody dances. Maybe for the kids you have a clown and somebody dresses up. 
Sometimes you have a piñata and you hit it and break the candy out, right? Well, I'm afraid someone's going to become a clown and a human piñata. <laughs> and he lifted up the head of the chief cupbearer and the head of the chief baker among his servants. He lifts them up. It's a figure of speech, but not in the same way. <laughs> as we will see, 21. He restored the chief cupbearer to his office. He gets his job back, promoted back. He's freed, he's pardoned, like a presidential pardon, absolved of his past, set free from prison. And he put the cup into Pharaoh's hand. Wasn't that in the dream? You know, and I made the wine, and I set it right in Pharaoh's head, and he takes it directly from me. No one else touches it. No one can slip any poison. It's my job. I protect the Pharaoh, like secret service to the president. Verse 22. But he hanged the chief baker, just as Joseph had interpreted to them. The dream came true exactly. That's how you know the dream is from God. Some people, they try to prophesy, they try to operate in the spiritual gifts, they try to give you a word from the Lord, but if it's true, it comes true. And the Bible warns us of false teachers and false prophets and false gifts and Satan masquerades. And Satan copies. Wasn't it Moses who did the plagues of Egypt and the miracles of God? But also the Pharaoh's sorcerers did miracles too. So beware of the counterfeit and the fake and the phony. The real dreams, the real prophecies do come true. Verse 23. Yet, the chief cupbearer did not remember Joseph, but forgot him. He was the link. The cupbearer was the key. Joseph makes friends of the cupbearer, gives him the interpretation. He is at the right hand of Pharaoh, and Pharaoh can set Joseph free if he will just remember if he'll just tell him what I did, if I could just have the ear of the Pharaoh. But people forget us, right? People leave us behind. They get promoted up. They abandon us. They leave us. They divorce us. They fire us. They move on. And we're left in their dust. But the good news is God doesn't forget us. And Jesus is not going to forget Joseph. And Joseph is a key to God's plan and his purposes. And God is going to make Joseph's dreams come true, where all his family will bow before him. And can I tell you, the known world will bow before Joseph, who will become second in command, the right-hand man of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. What does it mean? 
What is God trying to say through my nightmares and through my dreams? The first thing you must do is make Jesus your dream. I like the stories, the books, the movies, the fantasies about your dreams come true. I think of Walt Disney, right? I think of the famous song, When You Wish Upon a Star, Your Dreams Come True. Uh, not for the baker they didn't. <laughs> His nightmare came true. Uh, not for me. <laughs> All my hopes and dreams and goals have not come true. Can I tell you, there's millions and trillions of stars. If you're going to wish upon a star, you need to choose the right one. <laughs> We've all been choosing the stars that we see. But you must choose Jesus Christ the bright and morning star, the Son of God, who has the power to make your dreams come true, who has the power to transform your nightmares from hell into the dreams of heaven. That's the star you need to bank upon and wish upon and put faith in. Your star matters. That's what Christians have discovered. I think Jesus's biggest nightmare came true. I think what haunted him along his life was the cross. Oh, he knew it was coming. He knew the separation from the Trinity. He knew the pain, the darkness, carrying the sins of the world. It was his biggest nightmare that haunted him. I see him sweating over it. He can't sleep. He's up all night at the Garden of Gethsemane sweating blood. And he's asking, could this pass, this nightmare? Could, you know, is there another way I don't have to drink? from this cup, this crucible of pain and shame and separation. But there was no other way. And Jesus says to his father, if there's no other way, father, not my will, but your will. And he goes to the cross. He carries the cross. He goes up the road of suffering. And that which I have feared the most, Job says, has come upon me, so it is with Christ. His biggest nightmare comes true. But the ironic thing about the cross, the nightmare of Christ, becomes our biggest dream. If Jesus will face his nightmare, he can make my biggest dream come true. Because through the suffering of the cross, through the nails of the cross, through the shame, and the blood of Jesus on the cross, my dreams can come true. I can be forgiven for my past. I can have the nightmares of demons broken from my soul. I can have peace in my mind and be sane again. I can have a future and a hope. I can have a relationship with God himself. I can be adopted into the family of God.
I can have Jesus and his Holy Spirit working throughout my life every day and making my dreams happen. And my biggest dream of all is I can see him coming in the clouds for me. And I can walk the streets of gold, enter the pearly gates, have eternal life, be resurrected from the dead, and live with God forever and ever. And they all lived happily ever after. Dreams really do come true for believers, for Christians, for those who wish upon Christ, the bright and morning star. It's good news and it's bad news. I'll give you the bad news first. Jesus can become your worst nightmare if you're not a believer. If you're his enemy, Jesus can become your worst enemy. And talk about nightmares. God can shake you to your very core. Or Jesus can become your dream. You can accept him. You can receive him. You can confess your sins. You can humbly bow before him. Come to his cross and say, Jesus, I need you. Forgive me. Set me free. And it's our choice. Is Jesus your nightmare or is Jesus your dream? You know, I've been thinking in these end days that Jesus is coming quickly. It's my dream. He's going to come in the clouds, the trumpet. We're going to go up. And for the Christians, it's our dream come true. And I get to kiss the world goodbye and all my nightmares goodbye, right? Pain, suffering, cancers, death, dejection, rejection, heartbreak, divorce, losing a child. I mean, the pains of earth, right? I can leave it all behind and my dream will come true when I see him. And I'm going to cheer and I'm going to scream for joy. But our dream is the nightmare of others. Because when Jesus comes back, the world will see they've been left behind. Jesus is real, and it's going to be their nightmare come true. And after Jesus goes up, the wrath of the Lamb comes down. And for seven years, the great tribulation, all their nightmares will come true. Have you suffered nightmares from the past, hurts and pains? They haunt you. You can't get them out of your head. Jesus is the key. He can break the power of nightmares, the fears, the darkness, the sin. He can erase those nightmares. He can fill them with his love and his joy and his peace. Our dreams will come true. Turn nightmares into dreams. Let's pray. 
Lord Jesus Christ, you are our biggest dream of all. And your rapture is our dream when we will see you face to face and get our new body and leave the nightmares of earth behind and enter the dreams of heaven. I can only imagine what a place it will be. Lord Jesus Christ, we need your power, your help now. Break the nightmares of our past that haunt us, that hurt us. Set us free from our guilt, our shame, our fears. Break the nightmares of hell, of Satan and his demons, of a sinful world. Set us free. Give us a new future, a new hope, a new mind, a new dream in place of those old nightmares. For we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for supporting Verse by Verse, the teaching ministry of Pastor John Reed from Calvary Chapel, Northwest Reno at 246 Courtney Lane, Reno, Nevada, 89523. Our phone number is 775-746-4567 and our webpage is calvaryreno.com. You're always welcome to join our services.